Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, also known as Joey Awajan. And it is episode number 60. That's right, number 60 of Timberwolves Explosion. It is Sunday, August the 1st, 2010. And well... First and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you also for downloading and listening to this show. I appreciate it very, very much indeed. And, um, well, we're also available on timberwolvespress.com. I also post the show on that website as well. So thank you all for coming in and checking out the show and keeping up with me. So the guest of the show today, well, yeah, there's some news to get to. Uh, also, I'd like to respond to uh, uh, how some of your fan reaction may have been to the previous show. That was episode number 59, of course. Had Marcus the Forecaster on for the second consecutive show. Today, I'm flying solo. Uh, it's just not as epic a situation right now with, say, free agency. It's quieted a little bit. Uh, it's obviously not post-draft either or pre-draft, actually, which is what episode 58 was. So, yeah, it's kind of a chance to respond a little bit to uh, some reaction. Uh, episode 59 did come off as negative to some people, apparently. Uh, of course, Nigel Southern, who is uh, probably about the biggest supporter of this show there is out there in, in the world, being more worldwide, and uh, he's from Australia. Aussie Wolf, Nigel Southern, good friend of mine on there on, on Facebook and, of course, on the sportstuff.com message boards and all. Um, so I figured, you know, I, I got to come on here and respond to it a little bit. Uh, also, though, of course, we're going to talk about the little move the Wolves made. There's another There's another uh, move the Wolves had to make. Of course, the Wolves did sign Luke Ridnar. They officially signed him. And uh, Luke Ridnar coming to the team, I think he's a better fit than Ramon Sessions. The Wolves, of course, announced immediately... While uh, during the press conference of the signing of Luke Ridnour that we can't keep three healthy point guards on the roster, well, yeah, we're also going to get to a problem with Johnny Flynn, of course. But that doesn't mean we're going to keep keeping Ramon Sessions around. So the Wolves do trade Ramon Sessions to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ramon Sessions and Ryan Hollins to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Delante West and uh, Sebastian Telfair. What? Yeah, that's the funny part. The even funnier part is Sebastian Telfair might be the guy we're more likely to keep on the roster as well that's kind of interesting huh so <laughs> yeah we're just uh, it's bizarre but at the same time understandable so yeah we're going to get to Flynn and Sessions we're actually going to get to that first and then we'll get to the uh, the Facebook stuff with uh, Nigel Southern also known as Aussie Wolf so uh, that's the guest right now we're going to get to that as we speak here so yes Luke Ridnour now I'm not going to be negative on the signing of Luke Ridnar. I may have come off a little bit negative with Luke Ridnar in the first, in the uh, at first on episode number fifty-nine, but it was more or less because why are we signing another four-year deal for sixteen million, the identical contract to uh, Ramon Sessions? It's like what's going on here, especially when you got Ricky Rubio potentially coming. We're trying to basically shape the franchise for Ricky Rubio. You still have Johnny Flynn, so we signed Luke Renard to $4 million. We talk about having three point guards on the roster. We don't want to do that, so then what are you going to do the next year? So it's a strange, strange situation. 
I do got to think that Johnny Flynn could be on his way out within the next year. I do believe that, especially if Ricky Rubio does come. Uh, there have been some rumors about Johnny Flynn that uh, they continue to pop out, and they continue all the time. I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well here in a little bit. Uh, I just might, if for whatever reason I don't get to it today on this show, I'm sure we'll be talking about it in episode 61 or something at some point because I don't think it's going away. I think Johnny Flynn is the one that's going away eventually, eventually. So we got to hope and pray he plays really well, keep that value high, and, uh, well, we also hope he's healthy as well. <sighs> so, yes, Luke Ridnar, I'll get to the point here. i got to stop digressing. Granted, it's it's all relative, the point guard situation. It's all relative, so I guess it's not really digressing too much. Um, yeah, I'm going to get to another topic, too. I'm looking at it right now. Of course, i got to get to that. Duh. Get to that right after the Luke Ridnour deal. Now, Marcus the Forecaster, I'm not sure he wants me to say his first name, but I did. And, well, it's not like anybody's going to hunt him down because I said his first name. You know, so we'll move on from that. He mentioned that uh, Luke Ridnour is not coming in here to just be a mentor to Johnny Flynn. And no, he's not because, uh, well, Luke Ridnour potentially could start for the Timberwolves. He could, and i got to think going into the regular season at the beginning with Johnny Flynn's situation, Luke Ridnar is the starting point guard for the Timberwolves at this point in time. And, uh, well, he's a better fit for the triangle. He's a better passer, and he's a more complete outside shooter. He just is. He's just he's a solid player. I don't, I'm not in love with Luke Ridnar, but I, but I like him. And uh, the price isn't that bad. It's just uh, the length and the commitment is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like, do we have to keep trading people? Uh, yeah, again, it's not going to kill me if you have Ricky Rubio and Luke Ridnar on the roster. No, that means Johnny Flynn is the odd man out in that situation, in my opinion, unless Johnny Flynn is the next Jet Terry for the Timberwolves. He's still got to prove he can be that at this point because he sure the hell ain't the next Chris Paul. All of that, I think, is, uh, well... I don't think it's, well, it's, it's not going to happen here. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in a different offense and possibly a different coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we'll get to the Facebook comments on this. I mean, this kind of is like a Facebook episode, you could say. It kind of is because I put a lot of it on the Facebook group. Uh, all you really got to do for this to find it is uh, Timberwolves just search Minnesota Timberwolves, or our Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. And uh, you'll find it immediately, and please do join. So that's how you find it on the Facebook group, all your Facebook peoples out there. Uh, also, there's a Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion does not fit. Twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. <sighs> And uh, I gotta make sure I keep my focus here. My I keep <laughs> jumbling my words, and that's not cool. So we'll just keep going here. A little too excited, as always, yeah, as always. Um, but no, Luke Ridnar came here to compete for the starting role. Forecaster called that out well before the uh, the press conference came out with uh, David Kahn and Luke Ridnar. Yeah, Ridnar is not here to just be a mentor. Marcus is like, oh, can you just do that from the bench or something like that? You know, the bench. But no, it's like, no, he's not going to be a, he's not going to just be a mentor for the Wolves. He's going to try to start, and uh, well, that's what they 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 said it on there. So 
there you go. And I said, prove that the forecaster's done. Janice Sue comments, awesome, he done good. Nigel Southern responds with, if he can make the team better, then let's see him get to work. Make or break for Flynn, sink or swim. Exactly, Nigel, exactly. Make or break for Flynn. This is a big year for Johnny Flynn. Uh, I think one way or the other, Johnny's on the way out, unless Ricky Rubio is just going to be the biggest SOB ever and uh, not play here. Just ignore us and demand a trade, and uh, that's still very possible. That's still very, 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 very possible. Don't tell anybody. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much the discussion there. Uh, I like Luke Ridnar. He doesn't make the team great, but I think he makes him better. Got to be a better fit than Ramon Sessions. He's a better passer than Ramon Sessions. He is a better shooter than Ramon Sessions. I, 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 you know, I, not, it doesn't take much to be a better shooter than Ramon Sessions, by the way. Um, just, wow. Yeah, you, you, you had to do it. The Wolves realized they made, a, made, they made a mistake on Ramon. Sure, he can slash to the basket, but again, the triangle offense doesn't seem to provide that for your point guards. It just doesn't seem to do that. Well, a point guard that can slash to the basket. It's not Wolves-related, but i got to bring it up. i got to because it's just, uh, hey, this is, we're, we talk NBA 2 on here, and you figure, hey, it's content that deserves to be on these air, air, airwaves because it's uh, it's a little irritating, and hey, it provides a little entertainment for the show as well. Chris Paul, yeah, he's a guy that can drive to the basket pretty well. He's a guy who uh, would probably be slowed down by the triangle. I'm sure he'd find a way to fit in and do a good good enough job, but, I mean, yeah, proof that an open offense with certain types of point guards is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go check out uh, Mr. Collison, <laughs> Darren Collison over there also in Nolens, who could be the starting point guard for the New Orleans Hornets because Chris Paul has been all over the trade rumors. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans anymore for whatever reason. And a lot of it is, hey, guess what? Well, LeBron and Chris Bosh went to Miami to form a super team, so gall darn it, let's get that started. And all this talk about New York could possibly be uh, a super team as well, assembling Carmelo Anthony and uh, possibly Chris Paul there, possibly Chris Paul in (laughs) New York. Yeah, that could happen as well. That's a very big possibility there. Chris Paul could also wind up in Orlando, which a lot, which a lot of us believe uh, there's a little bit more to offer from the Magic to the uh, the Hornets, though not exactly a franchise-saving trade. Jameer Nelson and uh, possibly Bass, and uh, I can't remember who, who else would fit into that deal. Um, possibly Gortat or something. Something like that. I forget exactly who I had on there. I had it, and it's not all too important, really. Jameer Nelson's the biggest name going would be going back in that. I think it would make more sense to do it that way if I were the Hornets. But beside the point, the frustration here is, okay, yeah, it was cool that the Miami Heat did it, but now everybody wants to do it. This is bull, this is bull crap. There, I almost said it. <laughs> I stopped myself just in time. Um, this has got to stop. This has got to stop, especially with the collective bargaining agreement on the verge of uh, – collapse here this thing is one year away from uh possibly becoming a lockout i don't want a lockout and it could but it could very well happen and it could be very 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 long the last one really really sucked the last lockout the last uh time the collective bargaining agreement was available they got it done before anything even came close to happening and that was totally awesome this time i don't know the contracts are starting to get high again um and there's too many loopholes this is getting kind of weird 
And uh, what happened in Miami, yeah, it's cool, it's fun, but now it's becoming a trend. And like this league wasn't all wasn't I mean like if they're the parody in the NBA wasn't already getting pretty alarming, it's going to get stupidly alarming here. It's going to get stupid pretty soon here. The lack of parody in the National Basketball Association, especially when you consider this. In the last thirty years, only eight different franchises have won a championship. Yeah, can you name them, folks? Can you name them? Well, guess what? I don't even have them written written down, and I could name them to you. That's how easy it is. Chicago, Houston. Philadelphia, yeah, they did win one in 83. Miami did win one in 2006. So we're at four. We're halfway there and living on a prayer. San Antonio got four championships somehow in there. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. No, (laughs) good team. Yep, they did it. Boston and L.A., yeah, oh, imagine that. The Boston Celtics and L.A. Lakers won championships in the last 30 years. Wow. That's uh, kind of weird. (laughs) Oh, and the Houston Rockets got got a couple in there as well. There's your eight champions since 1980. 1980, folks. That's a long that's a long time. That's 30 years. Only eight teams have won a championship. You're talking about lack of parity. Yeah, there's lack of parity because only two of those eight teams came out with one title. The rest of them there was multiple championships. There was a mini dynasty with Houston and a pretty sustained one with San Antonio. Uh, the Celtics. Had three championships in the 80s. They got one recently, but, I mean, still, that's four titles for a team that's won 17 championships. I mean, there ain't much parity in the NBA. The Lakers are kind of like the Yankees at this point. It's just like, ugh, it's almost like go away, especially when you consider this, that the uh, the Lakers have won. Uh, the Lakers won five championships in Minneapolis, yet they still count them to their for their total. Uh, I think that's bull crap and that they should be back down to 11. Mm-hmm. I think they should, but for a total franchise, fine. They have 16 titles. We're happy for them. And, uh, yeah, that's what I don't like is this whole super team thing, and it'll make it worse. It'll make it worse. It's like it's never going to end. Oh, because Miami, because, oh, because Miami is one of those eight teams. <gasps> yeah, they are. Isn't that funny? Yeah, because they did sneak in the one in 06. That was a fun team to watch. I was very happy that they beat the Mavericks. I don't like Dallas at all. I uh, like Miami, and I like it more now, but, uh, yeah, still, I don't like, I like that team, but it's like you figure, okay, just happened once every maybe 25, 30 years, something like that, and that's it. No, now now everybody's trying to do it. The Knicks are trying to do it, the Magic, all that good stuff. Depending on who gets Chris Paul, that's going to be kind of the other super team. Um, Yeah, it's going to get kind of crazy. The Lakers did it with good drafting and very savvy trading. The Spurs did it with insane drafting. Insane drafting. Ridiculously good drafting by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, well, we're happy for them, too. (laughs) They did it right. I hate the Spurs, but, hey, they did it right. So uh, I guess I'm going to contradict myself on that one a little bit. Uh, Whatever, though. (laughs) Uh, I don't have to like the Spurs, do I? I just don't. I just don't. So, yeah, I'm going to end my little mini rant on that note. We're going to get to the next topic. Yep, the next topic. This is the uh, the Sessions and Hollands trade. Well, I pretty much already talked about it. And this will kind of continue here. Sessions and Hollins to the Cavs. So Ramon Sessions is finally gone. That's good. I don't like him. I didn't think he's a good player for this team at all. 
uh, Hollins, Ryan Hollins, was out of control. I love, and I just absolutely love how people are saying he's a great defensive player. He's a great shot blocker. Ryan Hollins is a great shot blocker. Why don't you tell me that Ramon Sessions should be competing in the flipping three-point contest? Why don't we get to that, too? I mean, what kind of stupidness is that? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that here. No. Uh, if you watched one game last year that Ryan Hollins played extended minutes, with maybe a few exceptions here and there, yeah, he's extremely athletic. He has the ability to block shots. Ryan Hollins is not a good defensive player. No. Uh-uh. Ryan Hollins is not a good defensive player. No, he's worse than Kevin Love and Al Jefferson at defense. Ramon Sessions, well, I I almost got lulled to sleep every time he was in the game, except when he'd step out of bounds or miss free throws at clutch times. That's the only time I didn't fall asleep with Ramon Sessions in the game, because I was too because I would fly because I would fly off the handle like I've been known to do once in a blue moon watching a basketball game. <sighs> so the solution will bring back Sebastian Telfair, <laughs> so I can rant some more. About Sebastian Telfair, but nah, nah, the pressure's off Sebastian. He's only a third string at this point. And uh, hey, welcome back, Sebastian. I'm going to be a little bit nice to you. And I was even nice to Ramon at some times during the season, so don't get too mad at me out there. Again, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm negative sometimes and stuff. But again, yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. I'll just keep going here. Delonte West, though, and Sebastian Delfer. Delonte West expected to be waived. I figured he might be an okay fit because he can play a little bit of two-guard, but, well, no, this was mainly for salary cap purposes. And I guess to get some type of uh, insurance, being that Johnny Flynn is this is going to be the final topic before we get to the major discussion with Facebook here about my negativity, that I understand the uh, approach made by Nigel and probably other people out there that did not comment about it. I'm sure you felt the same way. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you did. I was beginning to wonder when that was going to come, and it, and it finally did. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Get to the point, Joey. <laughs> Johnny Flynn, out for three to four months with hip injury, with a hip injury and ultimately hip surgery. Uh, the hip was bugging him at the very, very end of the season. Unfortunately, could not play in any of the summer league, of course. And now, yeah, he's out until at some point in November, Johnny Flynn is. So Sebastian Telfer will be on the roster, probably the immediate backup, barring some type of different move along the way. Uh, Telfer is an NBA player, okay? He is. He's certainly not this uh, phenom that a lot of us expected him to be coming out of high school and being a, uh, you know, a Marbury uh, relative. He's a cousin of Stefan Marbury, another Coney Island kid. Um Certainly has talent. He can. He's got. He's got talent, but hasn't applied it in the NBA to the level anybody really expected. Um, and he's kind of. I don't know. He's an interesting player, I guess. He's he's got a nice outside shot, which I. That's the one thing that I liked, and everybody probably liked about him. He's do, He does have that outside shot on occasion. Uh, when Telfer gets hot from the outside, it's uh, he can be pretty pretty helpful. So. I'm going to be nicer to Sebastian this year, most likely, if if he does suit up for the Wolves, most likely, because uh, the pressure isn't on him at all. None. So there's really no reason to expect much from him. You know, just going to move on from that. Johnny Flynn, though, that injury, yeah, it, it's frustrating because you take him with a sixth overall pick. He kind of had a frustrating rookie season. Not sure what the heck you're getting out of him, especially long-term. Um... Man, God, that, that sucks because 
you needed Flynn to be able to practice this summer to get better and start to, you know, you'd like to see maybe him get on the court and they're like, oh, okay, there you go. There's, there's, there, there's something that we expected for a sixth overall pick. There you go. This guy looks pretty good. But when he's unable to practice the whole summer and he's out until November, well, you just throw your arms up and say, oh, boy. Well, and hope for the best and uh, hope he gets <laughs> – you can only hope he can uh, recover quickly and get back on the court, and that's about it. That's about it with Johnny Flynn. Good luck to him. I'm not rooting against him. I'm not. I'm not, and he's up against it like Marcus the Forecaster mentioned extensively on the last show. So I guess for now that's going to conclude the uh, the actual news. Now we're going to get to the Facebook group after after a quick break. So we'll be right back right after this. All right. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 60, which is a reminder for iPod users along with the Apple, the Microsoft Zune, and all that good stuff. So here we go. Here we go. It's time for the Facebook group. Time for a little of uh, this discussion. A little discussion. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned that episode 59 was recorded, sent in, and all that stuff. So then time for Nigel Southern to make his comment. And I'm going to read it to you, folks. I'm going to read it to you. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's a pretty in-depth. It's very well written. Um, I don't take it personally at all. I don't know how many of you listeners read it on the Facebook group, and you're more than welcome to do that. But uh, for those of you that don't have a Facebook or haven't really gotten around to that but are regular listeners to the show, here we go. Nigel Southern Joey, I listened to the show but found it, uh, but found it a pretty negative. I don't agree with a lot of your views on the progress of the team. Could we have taken Cousins? Yes. <laughs> but we would have nothing of quality at small forward, whereas we have Wes and Darko, who I feel has potential and is far cheaper than many other options signed this season. You were also very keen on Darko, the first center we have ever really had. Small forward like Gay or Johnson were never coming to many. Well, yeah, I'm sure he means Joe Johnson there when he says the small forward, uh, who could kind of be small forward or shooting guard, and I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I know they weren't coming. Uh, Darko Milicic, yes, he's the best center. Talent-wise, he is the best center the Minnesota Timberwolves have ever had. Um, we were just a little bit frustrated because we figured Marcus Cousins had that unbelievable potential as well. Uh, me and Marcus the Forecaster, part of it is really, you know, a lot of it was that, and yeah, I, I wrote a response on there on Facebook as well. You guys are welcome to read it. I'm not going to read what I wrote. I'm going to kind of respond right now. It might sound, it might be a little bit different to what I wrote there because we're, um, you know, not going to say the exact same thing word for word. That's kind of weird. Um, but no, part of it is. Me and Mark, me and the forecaster on the show, part of our job to do the show also is to entertain. And on occasion, we may be a little more negative than we feel to enter, to also kind of add a little entertainment to the purpose. And I understand that might be kind of not what people always want to hear. And uh, no, that's, we do apologize for that. We did go too far. We went too far, and I, and I agree. So uh, I agree that we you can't just come on here and pile on a team that. Already, we already we know 
the miscomings of this team, the the shortcomings of the team, that might sound a little better. Um, yeah, I know you guys don't want to hear the piling on, and uh, it gets frustrating at times. Uh, the, Marcus actually probably is a little bit more negative than I am right now, his thoughts on the team. I don't want to speak for him too much because that's not fair with him not being here. We'll, we'll probably have him back on pretty soon. Heck, I almost had him on tonight, but that just didn't happen. Uh, his schedule kind of suddenly changed like it tends to, like a lot of us adults. Um, but no, I agree. Darko Milicic is the best center skill-wise the Wolves have ever had. But we do believe that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be a better pro in the NBA than uh, Wesley Johnson. And you know what? I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right here. This isn't what I wrote down below. I don't believe it. I'm not looking at it, and I'm not worried about it. This is my thought process right now. Small forwards, they're kind of a dime a dozen. They, they kind of are, you know. God forbid I love the position. I play the position personally. But they're kind of a dime a dozens. Dozens. <laughs> dozens and cousins. Yeah, imagine that, how that would come out like that. Um, DeMarcus Cousin has star potential. Wesley Johnson does not have star potential. I don't believe he does. I like feeling the need. I love it. But this team has no star potential right now. Ricky Rubio is no guarantee. Uh, that's why me and the forecaster are extremely frustrated. A lot of it is the frustration. A lot of it is. And that ties into where uh, Nigel goes here. As for Big L, firstly, there is no trade exception because we have salary cap space. You can only have a TPE when you're over the cap. The trade took us well under the cap. That's something that can expire. Yes, correct. The, the uh, You do use it, though, for a team that is over the cap. You give them a trade exception. That's what happens. Like, say you get Carmelo Anthony. Well, you can use a $13 million trade exception to go to the uh, the uh, excuse me, the Denver Nuggets, partially being we can absorb the salary without giving up numbers back, and that way they get numbers back uh, without screwing up their salary cap because they probably don't want to keep their salary too high. When you're giving up a franchise player, you want to kind of sometimes just start over and have some money to sign a free agent right away and make your uh, progress a little faster. Um, Sure, the L-Trade, it's good in some ways and bad in others, I guess. Um, I like that we got two first-round picks. Granted, I'm sick and tired of trading them away all the time. I'm sick of it. I just am. I apologize that that may sound negative, but it gets it gets kind of bizarre. It really does. Um, Nigel also gets into how Love and Al match up fairly, fairly close based on minutes and all that. Um, how Love is a bit moody. Beasley, yeah. Okay, it's kind of all over the place. I'll just read it. Secondly, when you analyze the numbers, Love and Al match up fairly based on minutes played. Love significantly better contract. Love has only played two seasons and is yet to show his true potential, but is one of the best rebounders in the league and shows promise from a scoring perspective. And when backed up with Beasley, could be a very interesting duo, far, far more athletic team. Love is a bit moody, yes, but I'm hoping that this is because he wants to win and compete we need to harness that passion. Yes, Love is a passionate player. I just hope he's not a high-maintenance player. And um, we'll see. I, there's some things I want There's some things that I want to say, but I shouldn't say, I guess, about Love. I, I, I just don't know. I shouldn't say because it might not be the right thing to say at this point. I know you like to hear what's on people's minds, but eh, it, 
it's something that I probably will disagree with later on. Um, right now, I'm going to give Love the benefit of the doubt, and hey, here this is it. Go go get him, Kevin. You're a starting power forward this year. Go get him. Michael Beasley most likely could be a starting small forward. Um, we also talk about how David Kahn, I'm not going to read much more back-to-back, but, uh, or, uh, excuse me, word-for-word, but uh, David Kahn, my frustration with David Kahn is not uh, everything he's made. No, I'm not frustrated with everything that uh, David Kahn has done. I love the Michael Beasley move. A team that's looking for star potential right now, of any kind, and I and uh, unable to sign anybody like Rudy Gay and such, getting Michael Beasley, that was awesome. That was an awesome move. So there's definitely positivity right there. Uh, Kevin Love will be better than last year, I think. And I do agree about the best rebounder in the league. He's right there. Yeah, he really is. Promise from a scoring perspective, I guess. More, more of a shooter, though. I He has no post moves from my... Vantage point. I have not seen any post action from Kevin Love. I, I have not seen it. Forgive me here if I'm... Forgive me here. I mean, I watch pretty close, and I don't see much post talent out of Kevin Love. He's more of a, a face-the-basket guy. Beasley, well, he's a he's a supreme athlete, and he's probably more of a shooter as well. There's so few post-up talents, and Al Jefferson is one of maybe the top three in all of basketball. Yeah. And he's gone, and you, all, all you got was cap space for him. So that's where I was a little negative and frustrated about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else in terms of warm bodies you could have got back for Al. I don't know. And uh, mm, makes me wish I was a fly on the wall when David Kahn is making those uh, negotiations. It really does. I guess that's all they could have got from him. I guess. I guess. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um the flexibility is exciting, and that's something that we get into here, or that uh, Nigel gets into here. I'm just going to mention the word flexibility here. Yes, it's exciting, but are we going to do anything with it? Are we going to is, Are we going to try to get Carmelo Anthony? God, I hope so. That's, that's kind of a high-end possibility right there. You never know. There's also possibility of Danny Granger. So I'll get to that right now with Johnny Flynn. So I was able to get that in here. Uh, there's continued talks about Johnny Flynn and other pieces going to, uh, along with draft picks, of course, going to the uh, possibly Kevin Love as well. I have, I'm not sure. Going to the Indiana Pacers for Danny Granger. That's still a, a possibility. It could happen. The Pacers still need a point guard. They like Johnny Flynn. They just do. That's why his name continues to get brought up. Um, obviously, I'm not sure about the exact pieces that would be going to Indiana. But there have been talks about Johnny Flynn and Danny Cranger possibly somehow packaging together. It could be Kevin Love on the way over there as well. I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm not really 100% sure how that would work out. But that, that would be a pretty exciting move. And I get the feeling that David Kahn is after Danny Granger and Camillo Anthony. And that could be partially why we are uh, really, 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 really bringing down the salary here. It's going to be extremely interesting to see how things take place because the conspiracy theory that me and Marcus brought up last show, well, you're cutting salary so much, you begin to wonder, are we just uh, dropping costs because we're on the verge of selling the team? Why lose any more money when we're going to sell the team pretty soon here? Let's keep the money down. And uh, so the new the new owner won't be losing money either coming in 
and can make his own moves. Um, I don't know if that's what's going on, but it's happened before, and it, and it will happen again in professional sports. It just will. It will. Um, I don't dis. I don't even dislike the Cleveland Cavaliers move that uh, David Kahn did recently. No, I, I don't dislike it. You get rid of, uh, and of course, you know, it's like a sessions for uh, Ridnar ultimately. That's an upgrade. Yes, that's an upgrade. It's the same salary, which is kind of odd, but it's an upgrade, and I like it. I like it, and especially when you're able to just flat get rid of that contract without bringing in more money. You bring in waivable contracts as well. I like it, so that's good. Thumbs up, David Kahn. So there's some more positivity for Nigel and others out there. I like that move a lot, actually. And you even have insurance. Maybe Sebastian Telfair helps back up Luke Ridnar coming into the season and could be the third stringer throughout the year. We'll see how that turns out. We'll see how it turns out. Um, I hope it works out, guys. I really do. I really hope this works out. I'm not sure how it's going to work out exactly, but <laughs> I really... You get the feeling there is a plan. There is, there obviously is a plan in place. Is it Carmelo Anthony? Is it Danny Granger? Or is it a first sale sign? It's one of those three things, I think, right now. Uh, it makes the most sense. There were Carmelo Anthony rumors. There were Danny Granger rumors. There have been no sale rumors. Because sale rumors don't come up until the team is for sale. Or is sold. Okay? That's how it works in business. People don't just kind of joke. Or, I mean, people don't just fly around the little rumor mill out there when it comes to that. Trades are, are one thing. Selling a franchise is quite different. It gets it gets pretty quiet. Um, you don't get the feeling the Wolves are unhappy in the Target Center, so it's not one of those deals. It's not like Seattle where that was just, just ooh, I feel just so bad for the Seattle fans, and I hate the way some people handle things. I really do. Though, of course, Oklahoma City deserves an NBA team. They are spectacular fans, and they have a spectacular product to support in OKC. Oh, my God, that is a spectacular situation. Wow. Minnesota needs something like that to emerge here. Not in St. Louis. Not in, uh, well, I won't say Vancouver. Not in maybe Seattle. <laughs> not in Kansas City. Not in San Jose. Not in God knows where. They need, it needs to happen here. We'll see. Maybe Michael Beasley will be one of those quote-unquote big three for another team. For another uh, nucleus, not another team. Another nucleus in Minnesota. We'll see. We'll see, guys. I want to be positive. Um, I do think this lineup is better than last year's. It is. It's better than last year's. It's more deep. It's more complete. It's more talented. It's more athletic. And, yes, I think the shooting is better, too. It has to be. Luke Ridnar versus Sessions, better. Uh, well, Corey Brewer's shot improved last year dramatically. Good. <laughs> During the course of the season. Martel Webster can shoot. No, he ain't Larry Bird in his prime. He ain't Terry Porter in his prime. No, he ain't, he ain't Craig Hodges. Yeah, I don't even care about Craig Hodges. He could shoot, but he couldn't do anything else. Um, I like Martel Webster. I like him. Is he a, a superstar? No, but I still like him. We'll see how that turns out. Man, I would have been nice to get Batum from Portland. I remember there was rumors about that during that whole deal, but it ended up being Martell. And, um, hey, cool. We'll see how that turns out. Um, I even like Johnny Flynn, believe it or not. I just don't like how last year turned out. So, um, well, fold your hands, pray, hope for the best. That's about what we can do right now. 
uh, and enjoy the coming season. I hope I answered a decent amount for you, uh, Nigel. Of course, uh, he read what I wrote on there. That was very descriptive. <laughs> I had a lot of fun actually writing it. And uh, I really, really appreciate the honesty from Nigel. I do. Folks, if, I'm being, if, if you have anything you have to say to me about the show, positive or negative or somewhere in between, like more of a discussion, this wasn't necessarily negative by Nigel. He wasn't, like, mad at me or anything. It's just an honest assessment of my show, and I, I appreciate it. I, I really do. Just like when you're rating something, you don't have to give it a 10 or a 1 all the time. How about an 8? How about a 3? You know, why a 10 or a 1? Why does everything have to be so damn black and white? Okay, that's because it's media and that's how it works. But, hey, I like the more honest approach. Not necessarily, oh, you're the greatest ever. You don't need to improve anything. You're the legend of all time. No, I'm not. Uh Uh-uh. But I'm also not the worst flipping podcaster ever. That is ridiculous. That's those are people that need to grow up right there. Three or four, maybe. <laughs> if I'm really if you really think I'm the worst ever. Oh, not worst ever, but you really don't like it. Yeah, three or four might make a little more sense than a one. <laughs> That's kinda stupid, I think. You're just sabotaging. And it's childish. It just is. There, I had to say it and I said it. That's what I appreciate about people like Nigel. I appreciate that. I'd rather have an 8 than a 10, unless you really, truly in your heart believe it's a 10. Seriously. (laughs) I like honesty. (sighs) I really do. Um, Okay. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to read a few comments made by uh, Nate Lindholm and Brent Jacobson. Hopefully you guys are listening. Brent probably is. Nate Lindholm, maybe. Uh, This is about that whole trade, the Delante thing. Nate Lindholm's comment is, because, I, yeah, I figure, hey, this this is here so you, uh, you can be read on air. So let's get to it real quick. Nate Lindholm's comment about that Sessions deal, the Cavaliers and all that. We will see what all this cap space turns into. I think that we got rid of Hollins in the deal. What do you think, Joe? I mean, I like that we got rid of Hollins in the deal. Yeah, I like it. I, I like that we did because he's out of control. Um, I wish I responded to Nate on there and I feel bad about that Nate uh hopefully you're listening right now and you heard my response here yeah I like it a lot it was the right thing to do (laughs) really I he's out of control plus you're bringing in Pekovic which is official now I have no real comment on Pekovic I hope for the best he was looked on as a pretty talented guy at one point that's why he was taken with the number one pick in the second round it was the reason the reason why he wasn't taken in the first round is because uh he can't guarantee a contract to a guy that's not going to be here for two years you know that they didn't want to deal with all that um what was the point that's kind of how that was he also makes a comment nate does we can buy out west for 500k right and yes yes yeah and we are buying him out nigel southern agrees there he says i think we buy out west because the guy is a nut job but we will keep telfair at least until friend returns after four months Yep, that's what they're going to do, Nigel. That's exactly what they're going to do. Brent Jacobson, he you knew this was coming, and uh, yeah, he said it. Brent Jacobson, I wonder if LeBron's mom will come with Delonte to Minnesota. I suspect Telfair will be waived. Yeah. <laughs> well, nope, Delonte's not coming to Minnesota, so we won't have to worry about LeBron's mom, though that would be hilarious, and I appreciate that there. I do. Plus, also the whole thing, oh, they got to get rid of Michael Beasley in Miami because he looks too much like Delonte. Get the the horror horror songs going there. Scary, isn't it? Nigel closes here with, agree, agree, Brent, but with Flynn injured, we just might keep 
Bassey a little longer than first planned, or maybe we waive him and get a one-year vet to cover. I wouldn't mind getting a one-year vet type thing, but I don't know. Telfair might be okay at this point. Ridnar is a nice, solid vet, and I think uh, I'm. I really like him. Actually, I like Ridnar an awful lot. I think he's actually. I think he's actually like a perfect semi-starting backup slut-type point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm actually very happy about the Ridnar move. Yeah, so there's more positivity for you, Nigel. <laughs> and again, I love that response. I love the letter. Um, disappointed in myself a little bit for being too negative, but hey. I spoke my mind. I may have gone a little too far in the previous show. Hey, I mean, I was even a little negative on this one. Um, that's how it goes, though. That's how it goes. When you're a 15-win team, you're going to get a little bit irritated at times with the play. And when your friend, your uh, general manager says he's going to make use of all these draft picks and stuff and he trades them away and for second-round picks, it's kind of weird. It gets kind of old. So that's where some of the frustration came in. But... Uh, Clearly there is a plan. We are waiting to find out what it is. Is it a big name or is the team for sale? Shh. Yeah, there is a plan. We'll find out what it is soon. Stay tuned. Episode number 61 coming to a iPod or a computer or a Microsoft Zoom or whatever the heck near you soon. Not sure exactly when. I'm sure news as news breaks we'll be back. Anywhere from 7 to 10 days, at the longest, maybe 14 to 21, depending on if things really dry up here. And things kind of do sometimes about this time of year. We'll see, though. I love this show so much, I might just come on and talk a little retro wolves. Who, who knows? So, uh, Or me and Mark will come on and, and just do a nice overview again. And maybe Mark can respond to uh, Nigel a little bit, too. Um, there it is, folks. Please do post on the uh, Facebook again. I already mentioned that, though. We would like you to join the sportsstuff.com message boards. That way we'd appreciate that very much. But also we'd like you to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. We'd appreciate that very much. As a voicemail, do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Name in town as well, so like Joey from Golden Valley. Comment, shout out, whatever it is. Talk Wolves basketball. We need you on here. Please call in. Hey, Brent Jacobson. Brent Jacobson, I'm calling you right now. Call in. Call in. 209-736-7877. You, you, you know, you're, you're, you're local. Heck, and most people that have a cell phone can call anywhere from anywhere in the United States. Also, if you have a Skype account, just look for TSS. So like somebody from Australia, Nigel, <laughs> or those of you out there also that may be from other parts, maybe Rusty too, also from Australia. Love that show as well. <laughs> I can mention it every show, the crossover. Awesome. Sportstuff.com and iTunes. Best show, possibly the best show on the Sportstuff.com. Just insane. Um, yeah, pretty much. So please also join the message boards on the Sportstuff.com. There's a button that says TSS Boards on the right-hand side. Do click on that, then click Register and have a legible, realistic screen name that does not appear like spam. You can talk on the message boards with guys like Rusty, like Nigel, like PMAC, just cool dudes. Talk about the NBA. Very knowledgeable people, including myself, to talk about NBA basketball. It, hey, I don't enjoy doing anything more, pretty much, than talking about the NBA. So uh, we're going to close with that. Thank you, thank you, thank you always for joining. Again, forgive me for piling on in the previous show. And maybe if I did even more on this one, <laughs> with a touch of neg- uh, positivity as well. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Do take care. Take care.